The following is a presentation of Uninterrupted Canada. Welcome to the Benny and Bo Show with your hosts, Ben Hebert and Bo Levi Mitchell. All right, all right. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Benny and Bo podcast. He has been Olympic gold medal champion. And he is Bo, two-time CFL Great Cup champ. Took a while, but we're podcasting. We're here, man. We made it. Hey, so what this show is about, man, this podcast right here, this is fun. This is athlete to athlete diving in, trying to give you an in-depth look at how athletes got to where they are, getting to that top of the mountain, but giving you not just a look of when they got there, but what it took for them to get there and giving some pretty cool stories along the way as well. Hey, it's a very social podcast. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Benny Heaves, at Bolivar Mitchell. Um, we also want to post your questions. We're going to do some gambling as well. We want to post your picks as well. So at our email, uh, Benny and Bo at uninterrupted.com. If you want to hit us up there, uh, we can ask you and post you on the questions for our next episode. Love it. I'm so pumped to get this rolling. I've always said this, you know, even when I met you hearing your stories of sport, how you got from Texas to the CFL, both my Olympic games, fortunate enough to win a gold. I got that brutal fourth fourth place ribbon that still, still drives me crazy. But you know what? Hearing the stories from the other athletes, how they got to the top of the mountain, you know, their peaks, their valleys, all those stories, developing those friendships, my absolute favorite part about all my sport. But before we dive into that, maybe a quick little story about how we met. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so me and Bo ended up at a sponsor dinner together at Mercado Steakhouse a couple of years ago. Uh, we were at a panel doing a Q&A for a bunch of uh, deadly Calgary fans. The Calgary big dogs were there, Lanny McDonald, Mark Giordano, Curtis Glencross, this Bo guy shows Bo up. Levi and me. This guy shows up, and I think he's the MC. <laughs> Everyone was like, "Who the hell's the short, fat guy?" And I'm like, "Listen, hey, I got an Olympic medal. You know, show some goddamn respect around here, right?" Anyways, we get, we get up there, we have a great time. We end up sitting with Bo and his wife at the at the dinner. We hit it off. Found out they live in Chestermere through a mutual friend, Mark Mueller, yeah, QB coach. A little shout out, for little the shout coach. out for Mark. Yeah, and then uh, me and Bo end up getting together for dinner next week. Started talking sports, played some golf. Uh, wife and kids got together. Everyone, you know, got along great. And here we are two years later, good buddies. We trained together and we ended up doing, yeah, it was good. You know what? All, all those times in the golf course, there's a little bit of gambling happening as well, which is going to lead us into what our favorite part of this podcast is going to be, which is the donation station. We're going to bring out some great guests. We're going to have some great conversations, but donation stations, as you can see, is brought to you by DraftKings. It is going to be, um, ladies and gentlemen, this is not where you want to bet your house. Okay. Uh, we did not go to school for this. We are not analytic experts. Uh, we are not economists. We are uh, petty gamblers. We bet $20 on a lot of things. We're going to give you guys some fun bets, uh, some things to look at. Uh, we've got NBA playoffs coming up. We've got NHL playoffs coming up. And, uh, Hey, let's just say I've made some money this past year on the NFL and on, on Ben, but uh, on the golf course, he made all the money. And I'm and and in this show, I'm so pumped for our first guest, Mark McMorris from my same hometown. Can't wait to get into him about all the nasty stuff he does. He's a freak athlete. That's going to be exciting. We're going to talk about all sorts of sports on this show, and there's a lot going on in the sports world right now. So much. So let's get into these the bubble playoffs, everything that's happening right now because it's nuts. Especially in Canada, it's a little more nuts than down south. You see it? These NHL guys playing their second playoffs in a bubble, no fans. I just got out of a curling bubble, no fans. I'm just going to speak from my experience of even watching and going through this whole process. When sports came back, you know, you and me were, were like, we were dying to see it. MMA came back, NFL comes back, slowly hockey, baseball, everyone starts rolling. And you're so jacked because you get it going. We've been out of sports for so long. And then all of a sudden, about two, three months in, you're like, damn, something's missing. 
We know exactly what it was. Something was missing. Man, I got to ask you. So, because what I felt was missing, and this is just for me, from watching the NFL season and then becoming such good friends with you and watching the uh, the bubble and the briar, all I could think about was there's a lot of rookies outperforming in the NFL. Justin Jefferson, Justin Herbert, guys that typically I feel like would have a lot of pressure coming on them. Uh, it felt like they were all outperforming. Rookie numbers were higher than a lot in, ever in the past. So that's something that really grabbed my eyes. So for you, what do you think about that? You actually got to experience. That's something that I'm concerned about coming back into our CFL season after being canceled back in 2020. Coming back into our season, I'm thinking, okay, my advantage is being a 10-year vet. Yeah, there's not there's not a pressure moment that can get to me. I've been to all the Grey Cups. I've had all the you know the the tough the bad bad games. Went losing Grey Cups, winning them. Um, that is an advantage for me. I've been in a lot of bad situations. and made a lot of bad throws. So I'm, how do you feel compared to like when when you were there? Do you feel like there were anybody that was younger that was outperforming? No, I I mean it's hard to tell. I can't speak for other people. I can only really speak for myself. Being in those situations when you're young and the crowd's there, yeah, you're nervous. Now being you know older athlete in my sport. You need that, that little extra kick just to get you juicing, like you're feeling good. Like, look at this. I got, got goosebumps. Got the goosebumps. I got talking the goosebumps about talking about fans filling the stadium. You know, you get to play in front of 30,000 people. Like, hey, curling night, maybe not quite there, but we're playing in front of eight, 10,000. It's still just electric. And, and to have that back in sports is unreal. And we don't want to sound ungrateful. We got to play in the bubble and you see it coming back. But these NHL guys in Canada right now, when you, when you see a guy snipe and you hear the puck hit the back of that net, guys... That's how I play my my Wednesday night men's league. I'm like, huh, welcome. The only difference is they go home and take a quick look at their little bank account and they're feeling pretty good about themselves, <laughs> right? And we're slinging a cocktail a in the dressing room after. A little bit better than us. Yeah, I mean, but it's the same story. Like I played junior hockey growing up with no one in the barn and and they're getting that now. And now, hey, it could be worse. Ladies women's championship just got canceled. Brutal, brutal. You know, they'd be sitting here going, hey, we would be more than happy to play uh, without fans just to get the opportunity to play. And it got rescheduled. Absolutely. Thank just God. feeling feeling grateful to be able to play. But at the same time, like you're saying, I completely agree. I My biggest fear right now is to run out of a tunnel, give my pregame speech, tell the boys, hey, let's go. You got to do this for the kid out there. He saved up all his little money in his little piggy bank to buy a ticket to come watch the Calgary St. Peter's play and give them that kind of hype up speech and then break out of the tunnel and look up and there's nobody there. Well, guess what? It's coming back. I can't wait. It is coming back. Like... A couple weeks ago, I watched an MMA fight full. I think it was in Jacksonville, 20,000 people. And I'm watching, and the energy in the barn is amazing. Not only that, the athletes that night, I watched all five fights. I'm texting my buddies, being like, this is the best card I've ever seen. Because I knew they were jacked up. They wanted to perform. Those guys are athletes. Like They, they want to get to the top. They wanna, they're entertainers. And they entertain to the max. You see uh, NBA's getting their fans back for the playoffs down south. Hockey. Golf. Rory just went in front of about 50,000, awesome. 40, 50,000. That was awesome. Seeing Rory host in front of 50,000 people last week win again. You know, mass, no mass, I don't care. There's people there. You get that electric energy. And now we got to do it because this guy, this guy here, he likes to perform. He likes to perform in front of big crowds. He's an entertainer. He is clutch. And here's what I got for him right here. Look don't, at this. don't read all of them. I'm not. Read all These the are his accolades, <laughs> and I, I'm not going here because it's too long. We don't have that much time with Mark. So I'm going with this. Superstar, icon, a legend at the young age of 27 years old, the snowboard god, pride and joy of Regina, Saskatchewan, Mark McMorris. Welcome to the Benny and Bo Show. Thank you, boys. I'm really happy to be here. Good to see you guys uh, 
on air and I'm excited to uh, be a following fella for this show. Man, I got I to gotta ask you a question right off the bat. Are you a Rough Rider fan? I'm sorry, buddy. I am. <laughs> Die hard. I'm just trying to find one. I'm, the only pro sports team we got. <laughs> I'm trying to find one. I need to find one person from Regina from Sass that is not a Rider fan. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard, yeah. He's got two of them on this pot here. Mark, I want to hit you with something right out of the gates here. Me and Bo had some great conversations this summer, you know, having a cocktail in the backyard by the fire. Just about winning at a young age. You know, I was super fortunate. I won a, I won a Briar at 24, the Olympics at 25. Bode won a couple great cups early. And obviously, you were the, the young prodigy coming in, you know, winning in at 15, 16, 17, 18. And the pressure that puts on you to perform the rest of your career. Because once you reach the pinnacle, there's second place is no good. Third place is no good. Why don't you talk about that and, and your oh. experience doing that? Yeah, it's definitely such an exciting time when you start to succeed at an early age. But exactly to your point, when you start winning at an early age, there is that sort of expectation and that pressure that is always on you going into any of any event. But um, man, I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm so grateful. I'm, I'm in a young sport and I've been super lucky in the sense to have really good success in competition and built myself a life and when I'm too sore to do it anymore hopefully can uh come join the men's hockey league and play golf with you guys <laughs> hey speaking of being too sore man when you're out there practicing a new trick and you're trying to land something over and over you know you practice it what on the trampoline then maybe go on to, to a pit but you at your level I'm sure you just go straight off the jump after you biff it and then you yard sale yard sale yard sale trying to land this trick you get inside it's been a long day what's the cocktail of choice Ooh, Salento Organic Tequila. Ooh, <laughs> my man. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you yeah, said... I've uh, recently became a, uh investor in that with a lot of really legendary surfers and a couple legendary skaters. And um, it's not up here in Canada yet, but we are now in like Whole Foods and stuff in the U.S. So it's it's been going good and... Um, that is the alcohol of my choice if I am going to partake. Well, make sure you send us a bottle. Yeah, Mark, I want a couple bottles uh, up here it. for the studio. Exactly. Hey, so you said you said you were. And that's. Go ahead. That's been the trickiest part is uh, getting it up to Canada. Man, we got a lot of laws in that space. <laughs> <laughs> Canada's always seem a little bit tougher to get things done than the United oh, States yeah. these days. My father-in-law's eh? in the uh, alcohol distributing business. He tried to get up here, and it is. The regulations, everything is very, very tough. Hey, so you spoke, you spoke on, um, you spoke on being young, and you got in. It's a very, very young sport. So I, I, I have a question for you, and I'll, I'll give you a second to think about it, because, um, you know, I know when my moment was, the moment when you decided it wasn't hockey, it wasn't anything else, it was snowboard. You know, for me, I'm playing, um, I'm playing against Montana. It's our, it's our rival college. Uh, first comeback win ever. Last minute of the game, throw a touchdown, win the game. It was the first time I ever did it. And right then I was like, okay, this is the moment. Like I can do this. I know I can do this. So when what was that moment for you? Was it a was it was it a trick you landed? Was it a tournament you won the, the first time you won some cash? What was it? Yeah, um, I think I would definitely have to say it was in Calgary. It was one of the, my first World Cup I ever really competed in in the slope style division. I was 15 years old, and at this point, my parents, you know. They have faith in me, but they don't really think I'm going to make a living at this. And um, sure enough, that day I won my first sort of pro event and it was a World Cup. And they gave me, I think it was like 
12,500 in cash. And Ooh. I was just like, okay. And my parents were there. And then I, I think we went to a Flames game that night maybe. And um, that was sort of just like, yo, I'm going to put all my chips, energy, and focus into this. This is what I love to do. It's my passion. And there is a possibility to make a decent living off of it, you know? That's awesome. There's no way your parents made you buy the tickets for the Flames game either. They are they are great people. I know them. So I'm sure they let you keep your cash that time. I'm sure they did too. I was, uh, I think I bought a vehicle and I was 15. Didn't have my license yet, but I just spent all the money on a Dodge 1500. Oh, that's good. Hey, Mark, that's funny coming. You talk about winning your first one in Calgary. When did you get away from Mission Ridge and the old T-bar that pulled you up the hill to get to the old gondolas out here and really uh, check out the real ski hills? Yeah, I was really lucky and fortunate at age 11. I think Team Saskatchewan started popping up and there was some like provincial funding for it. So there was a chaperone, an older fella. He wasn't older. He was old to me at the time. But he was a great snowboarder, and he would take four or five of us out to Banff most weekends. So I was getting into the bigger mountains. Like, I would do my one family ski trip a year, and we would go to Kimberly. But then once I turned 11, 12, 13, that's when I started going, like, way more frequently. And, um, yeah, I was so, so over the moon to be in the mountains because Mission Ridge is 290 feet vertical. So... You're just like in the Holy Grail, these massive mountains here in the Rockies. And um, yeah, I would look forward to those trips very, very much. Well, it took you, it took you to the right spot, I'll tell you that. And this is what I want to talk about, Olympic year coming up. Big year for you. Hey, big year for me. I hope we get to be teammates again. Um, Same, man. Yeah, big, big year, uh, cash-in, sponsorship, marketing. You know, when I look around at all the amateur athletes I've met over the years, you know, you and your team do such a great job representing your brands. You're tied to a lot of really, really great partners. You see a lot of people coming in this year for the the one-year hot ticket they want on you just in case the Olympics explodes, or, or what's the program for you now? Because I know it's happened a little bit on my end, so I'm trying to work it all out. Yeah, I think every, every Olympic cycle, there's way more... Um, cash to be made and it's not always (laughs) brands that live in the snowboard space you know Um, so yeah there's been some neat partnerships popping up Um, Toyota is someone new for me and I'm really honored to be on obviously a leading car brand Um, and some other things are starting to roll in so yeah you definitely want to capitalize on those when they come on the Olympic cycle. And I've been super lucky to keep a lot of those partnerships through that four years in between. Um, some not, some stay on, but, uh, yeah, having a good relationship with the brands that support you is so crucial in our space. If it's not a pro contract, you know, you need to take care of those brands and treat the people properly and they'll want to work with you again. You only got so much time to eat. You got to get that dough. Man, I, uh, you know I, I'm, I'm also, <laughs> oh, you know, what's going on. Hey, I'm also with Toyota. So, uh, whenever they give you the offer, take that TRD pro or that, um, the Tundra or the Sequoia, they ride, they ride very, TRD very pro. nice. There you go. Hey man. So Heck yeah. are you, you can, in the Tundra? I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the, uh, the Tundra. It's, it's nice. fun. It's a big truck. Holy <laughs> crap. There's a lot of space in that thing. Hey, so speaking of something big, man, the 150cc, first time I ever got on a dirt bike, um, didn't know how to turn, take my head straight to the two by four of a fence 
the motor's laying on my leg, burns my leg. And at that moment, I was like, I'm never doing extreme sports again. So I know you've had some bad oh, crashes, boy. man. Like you got to be a different, you got to have a different mindset to continue that career after that first crash. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. Well, up until I was 23 or maybe I was like 22 at the time, but I was feeling pretty much invincible. I had had a unscathed career. Like I, I hadn't really had anything major to take me out of competition for a long extended time. And then, yeah, I broke my femur and that's like six and a half, seven months. And that just made me realize that like, I cannot be taking this for granted and I need to work my butt off to be less injury prone than the next guy and um, things like that. But yeah, I guess as you start to heal physically, you mentally heal, like obviously when you go through something like that, you're not like, oh, I can't, I can't wait to be snowboarding again. You're like, what the hell just happened? I just snapped the biggest bone in my body. You know, but as you heal physically, you heal mentally. And yeah, when, when I was like almost ready to snowboard again at like month four to five, I, I could not be more excited to get back on the mountain and that fear sort of subsides. That's it. You're, you had the true killer mindset. I actually, uh, I was getting pumped for this yesterday, uh, knowing you were coming on the show. I actually watched the documentary again last night, which by the way, props wow. to Adam Amazing. and the team, buddy. They, they did a hell of a job. Like that was, ever, I mean, I didn't like seeing you in that, in that space and where you were, but, uh, being that resilient to come back from that was just gross. I remember like hurting my back this year after the briar and getting like needles shoved in me. And I'm thinking like, this is the worst. And I, I was thinking like, I'm going to be done. I got to be done. And then after watching that last night, I'm like, I got to quit being so weak. I got God 10 damn. more years. Tom I got 10 time. more years. Exactly. So, hey, Mark, I want to hit. I appreciate yeah, that, Benny. That was great. Hey, one more thing for you. I want to ask you, cause I don't really know the answer to this. X Games or Olympics? I mean, you've had great success at both. What is the pinnacle of your sport? Like more money in the X Games winning or more money winning the Olympics, maybe endorsements? Like what do you, what do you want? What, what else is there to chase down for you? Well, I've, I've been super fortunate to have tons of success at the X Games. Like I, I'm now the most decorated winter sport athlete. I think I have Ooh, 20. Slight flex. Hello. Slight flex for the so show. That. That's been uh, that's been an insane run for me and the the brands that live in the action sports space really really hold a lot of weight on the X Games so it's been amazing for me and helped build my career um, and then obviously if you get a medal at the Olympics it's you're not just an action sports name you're a household name and as Canada we really do. Uh, cheer on our athletes at the winter and summer games. But I definitely have realized how important the Olympics are for, for my livelihood. And they, they've changed my life for sure, uh, along with the X Games. But I, I don't know which one I would say carries more weight. One obviously carries a bit more weight because it doesn't happen every year. So there's a lot more pressure going into it. But yeah, the X Games have been super uh super important in my um sort of like growth as a snowboarder man so i've got some work to do you got the most decorated winter sport athlete the greatest lead in curling history how, how did hey, i get on this podcast i think i think you should be over here on this side <laughs> yeah, hey two, so two gray cups is pretty badass man oh look at him he's paying attention i like I it. it hey so it. yeah it. but hold on two gray cups Olympic gold medal have you ever been asked to be the grand marshal of the stampede Oh, baby. This in is, Calgary? No, I I won an Olympics living here 
a couple world championships, four briars. They don't even look at me. Spend a lot of time, live here full time, and Marky, Mark, lo and behold. Marky, <laughs> Mark, Mark, tell me the truth. You ever been on a horse? I have no I have no idea how I got that knot, hey, to be honest. But tell that us was the story. crazy. Hey, did you have you ever been on a horse before they asked you to get on that and ride it for an hour? Yeah, I had been on a horse before, but I bet it was a decade before that. Just thought maybe the boys were a little tender for a week after riding that for a, for an hour in the parade. Yeah, we were just trotting along. I actually had to change horses right before it started because I think one was kind of like freaking out and then I was kind of <laughs> paranoid. And then I got on this next one and he was a beauty. He just trotted along. And yeah, that was... Uh, that was something I'll never forget. It was quite a neat honor. And uh, man, did we have a lot of fun. They let us bring kind of like my whole crew, a bunch of Regina boys and my folks were out there. And oh, wow. We definitely took in the sights and sounds. Did you uh, did you finish that night off at the Cowboys uh, tent and get up top somewhere, get into a suite? Yeah. You better go. <laughs> that's, that's, where, that's where the big dogs go. Hey, man, we well, appreciate you, Mark. Hey, uh, good on you for having a camera following you around at such a young age because I know if a camera was following myself or Benny around, we would not be hosting this show right now. Um, you sound like an awesome dude. Hey, cheers. I want to have a drink with you one day. Yeah, hey. I look forward to meeting you, Bo and Benny. I hope we can catch up soon. And um, all the best, boys. Thanks again. Mark, I got one more for you just before we're running here. Last one. We're going to do yeah. this at the end for all of our guests. You ready for this? Okay. Me and Bo are big golfers. I've seen you twirl twirl the golf clubs a time or two. You get to go to Augusta National. Okay? Best course in the world. You're taking three guys with you. Who are you taking? Definitely my brother. I would bring Craig McMorris. My dad is a really solid golfer as well, so Donnie McMo would probably is be joining us. And D, then D block? That's yeah, D block. And then Honestly, I would feel so bad at that point that I'd have to bring Cindy. So <laughs> the family I'd bring, man. I'd be a, yeah, the family affair at Augusta. He, that would be so neat. He's warming hearts on his way to Augusta. Mark, you're a great guy. I really appreciate you coming on. I look forward to getting home again soon and getting together for your charity event, hopefully when this all uh, if this all ends, and maybe we'll get the big Papa Pump to come down and join this time too. Yeah, we would love if you joined us, Bo. It's a riot. I'll be there. Okay, buddy. Cheers, boys. Thank Thanks a you. lot. What a dude. Oh, I want to have a drink with that guy. Yeah, he's badass, man. He's I don't want to a... go down the mountain with him because he'll, it'll, it'll take him an hour to wait for me at the bottom, but I would love to get down and have a drink with that guy. He's such a nice guy, humble kid. He's done so much in the sport, and even for Canada, he's just, he's just a great guy, and uh, I can't wait, and I really hope we can qualify for the Olympics and him to become his teammate again. Oh, I would love it. So with that, it's time. It's time. But before we get into Donation Station, we'd like to thank our friends at DraftKings. Check it out for all your online fantasy sports needs every day. It's super easy. Download the DraftKings app now. Enter the promo code Ben and Bo and sign up for free. NBA playoffs are coming and DraftKings is offering 20000 bucks in total prizes with two free play pods every single day in the NBA playoffs. Hey man, too easy. Go get it. It's cold, hard cash. $20,000 total cash prizes every single day of the NBA run. Hey, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Download the DraftKings app right now. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Ladies and gentlemen, with that said, the first ever episode segment of... Ooh, I love that noise. Donation Station. By the way, there's a reason we call it Donation Station. 
We're not sitting here saying we're the gambling wizards of life, that we're going to make you a ton of money. But you know what? We're athletes. We like to keep the sport super interesting. We like to dabble. As Bo calls it, we like to throw a few shekels in the game. Like to throw some shekels out there, man. Right? This is the kind of game that you would do on a golf course with your buddies. Like, hey, you know, 20 bucks, you can't hit that fairway, which, by the way, Ben does that to me all the time. Uh, but typically, it's more like when I hit the fairway, you know, 300, 310, he's like, hey, nice park. Guarantee you don't birdie that. I'll throw 50 on it. That's about how it goes. Bo's a bomber. Wedge game's brutal. We got some deadly stuff here this week, by the way, we can talk about. NBA playoffs is coming. We're going to wait because I got those play-in games. But the NHL playoffs are rolling. The PGA Championship is this weekend, which we are stoked about. Obviously, big golfers and a lot of action. Where do you want to start? So to make it fun, what we're going to do is every bet we give you, we're always going to talk a $20 bet. Okay, You can throw more if you want. You can throw as much as you want. Don't throw your house like Lord Treesap did at Lord Treesap, who uh, bet his house on the Portland Trailblazers winning 42 games this year. And Dame Clutch Lillard got it done on the last game of the season. So uh, let's start off. I'll, you're, you're the guru here. I'll let you start it off. Let's start off NHL. NHL hockey. Okay, so. You going, uh, what are you going, series here? Yeah, I'm going to say the first series. The first series is rolling right now. We got the New York Islanders rolling. Uh, my buddy Jordan Everly's on that team. And last year during the playoffs, they were a bit of a wagon. And they made me a little cash. So you know what? I don't like betting against Sidney Crosby ever because I still think he's one of the best guys Can't in the game. bet against the Sid. No, but I am. I'm taking the New York Islanders to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in round one, but that doesn't pay that good, so we're rolling it into a little parlay action. Parlaying it with, hey, Flames aren't in the players or in the, in the playoffs. Next best, Edmonton Oilers. No. They got the best player in the world, Connor <laughs> McNasty. He's rolling. I'm taking the Islanders and oh, the man. Oilers... To win the first round series, 20 bucks pays 72. If you like tripling your stack, that's my lock of the week. You know the Flames signed my checks. You can't bet on the, our I, rival. They don't sign my checks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So, hey, for me, I like to go parlays. Um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm the hockey guru, uh, but I like, to, I like to check out the numbers. I like to make my money based off some prop bets. So I'm going to give you some prop bets to go check out. So here's my parlay. Uh, I'm going to go with a goal score at any time because basically – this past year in the NFL, anytime touchdown score made me a lot of money. So that's what we're going to do. So I've got, uh, and if I butcher your name, I apologize, but Jean-Gabriel Pajot. I think that was good. Yeah, plus two, yeah? Yeah. Plus 240. I like that. Uh, Islanders versus Penguins. Um, he had five shots on goal in the first game, so I like that one. I, he didn't have, I don't know if he had a goal. He didn't. He had five shots on goals, though, so I'll take that. Uh, Nikita Kucherov, five shots on goal. Two goals out of that game. That's at plus 125. And then David Pasternak. Pasternak, you Pas got it right. Pasternak. Pasta, he's, he's sick. That's a good pick. Yeah, I like that he pick. had six shots on goals, uh, zero goals, but the, the check's going to get it done. I did see a game where he had a goal in like 12 seconds, the first 12 seconds of the game. So that's plus 112 there. Uh, in total, that is plus 1,500. So 20 is going to get you 324. So if you're looking to uh, pay for your drinks this weekend or have some fun, maybe, uh, maybe follow Bo, take a picture of your bet, send it to me on the IG. And uh, Bo doing a hockey bet just for everybody out there. Listen, that took a lot of effort because I wouldn't say he's the hockey wizard. And when we get into the NFL season, you're going to take that advice and you're going to make some cake. But listen, that took listen, some I've got DraftKings sports, Sportsbook pulled up right now. I spent about two or three hours on it this morning <laughs> going through just trying to, I was like, just somebody help me with this. Who do I pick? And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to pick the winners. I'm going to go with the parlay. I like it. I've had some unbelievable success picking winners at majors for golf. 
Don't ask me how. I know it's fluke because it's hard to pick a winner. There's so many good guys. So let's move over to the PGA. The longest major championship in history at 7,800 yards tipping out this weekend. What's the course called again? Uh, Kiwa? Kiwa. Kiowa. Kiowa. Kiowa Island Golf Resort. Kiowa. PGA Championship. Uh, Maury Callaway is our last winner, I believe. Yeah, he, he's the defending champ. Saw that today. Rory so, has the record for eight, an eight-stroke lead on the tournament. Oh, you really went to town today, didn't you? I just, yeah, I do my studying. <laughs> I show, I show prepared. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you three winners. I'm gonna give you a favorite who I like, middle of the road guy who I like, and I'm gonna call it a a value bet where I think he's been playing good. I'm not gonna call him an underdog. A value this bet, a good value odds. Bet here. So here's what we're doing. I never bet against this guy because I love him. He's only like one of the other people like I kind of want to be if I had to like be someone else. Dustin Johnson. Not because he's golfing, not because you know, not because all the things with DJ and he's rich and all the action, just because the way he walks. I'm pretty hard pressed not to I want not to love that bet. He he finished uh, tied for second the last two times this tournament. Yeah. So and it just in a, in a major DJ, I feel like when DJ plays his best, he's he's almost impossible to beat. Now he doesn't always have it. Now he's coming off a little injury, but I'm taking him. DJ pays plus sixteen hundred, so twenty pays you three twenty. That is my favorite bet. We'll move into a little bit of a mid-road bet here. And this guy I'm taking, Tony Finau, plus 3,900. Time out. Here's you, why. You took him because you swing like him. That is why I took him. I swear to God. God. I have it in my nose. I'm like, I took Finau because of his three-quarter backswing. Now, my frame's a little thick up top. I don't have, like, doctor flexibility here. So I go with the three-quarter slapper. Time the out. only difference is... You're not, you're not thick up top. You're thick up top, in the middle, and your legs. Like you're, <laughs> You look like SpongeBob SquarePants. Buddy, <laughs> this body would destroy you. I destroy Bo in the gym after he's talking shit, just to let everybody know. So I'm taking Tony Finau, 20 bucks, pays 780. And I am taking him because he swings like me. Love him. 20 pays 780? Yeah. Ooh. I'm, yeah, you like I that. I don't hate that. But guess what? I can't... I like your, I like your picks. DJ, obviously. Tony, that's a struggle for me because... He's, never, he's not a closer. He's not. He doesn't win. He's gonna win. I can't choose people that don't win. He's a birdie machine. He's never won a major. I, I don't. I don't remember the last time he won a tournament. If he has, let's go to my underdog pick here. Let me let me get to the end of my underdog because I got another heater here. Now this guy, we're gonna call him friend of the show because we're thinking he's coming on maybe in a couple weeks for Ooh. us. We we're trying to trying to lock him down. Okay. He's hot right now in the Canadian the Canadian golf scene. He's he's our number one player on the men's side. Corey Connors has been steaming. He's melting it. I saw something that said that he was like number two in ball striking on the tour, right? Yeah. Ninth, ninth at the Masters or eighth at the Masters? Uh, tied for eighth. Right? Yeah. So, and he pays huge. 7,900, flying under the radar. No one gives the Canadians any respect. I'm going Corey Connors as my value bet. 20 bucks pays 1580. Lock those three yeah. in, baby. Value bet, I love that one. I love that he, the last stat I saw, like his like last seven stars, which was before the last tournament, it was like, Tied for 16th, tied for 4th, tied for 12th, 8th, tied for 8th for Masters. Like, he has killed it in his last couple starts, man. And like you said, he's a ball-striking guru. Now, is he a long hitter? Because this tournament, you need to be able to hit long. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. He's just, he's melting it. He's hitting the club face, so I'm taking him. I'm yeah, not a long like hitter. It. I'm not a long hitter. I kick your ass every time we play. <laughs> we did just play a couple days ago, and Ben shot 71. I shot 81, which is pretty disappointing. <laughs> shooting some stuff for this uh, this podcast, and uh, let's just say I didn't show out the way I wanted to. I don't always love winning by 10 strokes, but I did that day. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, I pressed him on the 18th hole. Double stack. It didn't go well. No. Okay, so I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go with a winner. Okay, and I'm going to try to get, get our people some money, not just bet winners. I'm going to go with one winner, one top five, and one top 10. The top 10 is going to be my lock of the week. Okay? Love it. So I'm going to go Justin Thomas for the win, plus 1450. 
20 will pay you 310. The reason is I was watching him today on the TV and uh, he holds out a chip. And I think he's going to have to do things like that because he's not the longest hitter out there. He is very accurate. It's going to be very windy. Um, so the longer hitters are going to do good. But um, if you're not good at playing the wind, like maybe like DeChambeau, like he's a long hitter, but he hasn't played well when it's been windy. So he's got to play that that low nuclear seed. He doesn't have that. He has he has the high Patrick Mahomes throw the football out of the stadium seed. That's I, all he's got. I have that. <laughs> okay, so I like him because hey, Justin Thomas, he's a closer. JT, go get it done. Uh, help our guys out. So again, uh, twenty page, three ten right there. So top five, Xander Shoffley. That's safe. It's not super safe. I mean, he he's chicken, he hasn't closed necessarily. Bet. No, he hasn't closed necessarily, but top five, I like that bet for you. It's plus 350, pays out 90 for a $20 bet. He is there. He's I, I hate always like going with you know the experts like, oh, Xander's got to win a major. He's got to win a major. And I'm not necessarily going to say that, but he does compete very well at majors. So if even if he gives it up on Sunday, I'm okay with that because I'm betting you for top five. He's going to make a, you some money. He's a consistent animal. I love that bet. Yeah, and then here here's the last one. I've, I've kind of went uh, lock of the week. Everybody, I kind of went slender this whole way. I went top ten. Okay, a little bit of the of bandwagon here. Will Zalatoris. Oh wow! And here's why: ball striking, killing it. Driving distance, killing it. Great caddy for Happy Gilmore. He yes, he <laughs> he literally last week he had to, he had some bad putting, but he was second uh, approach to green. So to me, I think that's that's your safest bet for top ten. He he was obviously right there at the Masters. I think he's gonna lock it in right here. He's not gonna worry about the win. He's gonna go out there and just he's gonna melt it. He's gonna melt it like I do. Hopefully, he just chips and puts a little bit better. I love it. Okay, so that, well, that hey. bet right there was plus four hundred. So twenty will give you hundred. So it's my three bets. Okay. Take a picture of your bets that you make, either at Benny Heaves, at Bolivai Mitchell, shoot over to our email, uh, Benny and Bo at uninterrupted.com. Let us know who bets you went with and uh, what you won on it. Don't let us know if you lost, though, because if you lost, guess what? So we do we. Too. Indeed. I like that. You know what? Hey, if you win and you want to give us a little bump, little knuckles on Insta, I'm always about that. But if, if you lose, we're not just saying these are the bets we would make. Like, we're making these bets. So if you lose, we lose too. We don't want to hear it. Move on to the next show. Here, here's something that's kind of a little bit bad, right? So Morikawa, he he won in 19, I believe it was. Okay. Because 21 got canceled, correct? Probably. That might be wrong. Probably. But Morikawa is the last one, I believe. And uh, it was in 2020. I was going to pick him to win over Justin. And then this morning I'm watching TV and he's setting up to a five-foot putt on hole 14 and he misses five straight. Morikawa? Yes. It, went, it goes right, rolls left, rolls right, rolls left. And I was like, I can't pick him because if I'm if I'm playing a game and I'm out there and I see a receiver on the other team drop the ball, I feel great about the game. If I see a receiver all of a sudden like make a one-handed catch, it feels like a bad omen to me. I'm like, oh, they're on. They know, I, they know I, their stuff. I live betted. Betted? Is that a word? I live betted. Live Mo bet? Live bet Morikawa uh, after the ninth hole on the last day of the PGA. And then when he eagled 16, I don't know who was to beat. Maybe DJ. I cashed 1600 bucks. Is that good? Ooh. Yeah, I do like that. So I, I remember that I remember who won that because I did do well on that one. So okay, so hey, this year uh, when it comes to the NFL, I did take Ben's lunch money. <laughs> yeah, you did on the Super Bowl, and let's just say the entire year, everyone took my lunch money. It was it was a good good year for me in the NFL. Um, well, I'll tell you what, the NFL this year there is action, and there's going to be it's going to be hard to bet early because there's so many new guys on new teams, especially. In the old gunslinger uh, position, which, to be honest with you, I thought those guys like had job security and could dictate what happened at their shops. And all of a sudden, you see like three new starting quarterbacks from the draft, bunch of guys getting traded, 
Aaron Rodgers is pissed off. Russell Wilson's pissed off. I'm like, I thought these guys just went in and said, hey, I'm going to make my $25 million. Here's who I want for my receivers. And they're all just getting big dogged by their owners. Can you, uh, can you comment on that from a quarterback standpoint, please? Let's say I, I, I've been with Calgary for 10 years. Five years in, I thought I was going to have that kind of status, right? You win a great cup at 24, win an MVP two years later, go to Just four. a little flex there for hey, the crowd. Go to four out of five great cups, three in a row. Like I was like, Dave, this is who I want. <laughs> he was like, cool. He didn't sign him. Uh, that's funny. I said, Huff, I want this guy. Hell no. said, go back and study your film. <laughs> so, uh, no, not everybody has that kind of pool. But you know who should? When you're the highest paid quarterback, you get a lot of flack, right? When you're the highest paid quarterback in the league, a lot of pressure on you. Do you want to take a guess who that was? At that time? Last year in the NFL. Highest Take paid a guess. Jared Goff. His jersey's right behind me. A-Rod? Oh, yeah. Oh, was he the highest? And well, guess what? Well, guess what? He's MVP. Oh. Good. Exactly. Earned every cent. Number one QBR, 40 touchdowns. Oh, oh, sorry. Three seasons of over 40 touchdowns, less than seven interceptions. Like, And there's never been... An, Another quarterback that's thrown for more than two seasons of 40 touchdowns. Like, this is not a guy that you piss off. This is not a this isn't Brett Favre who's not winning you championships. Yeah, this yeah. is Aaron Rodgers who's winning MVPs. This guy can take any single team to a championship. So, hey, here's 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 my take. Here's my little hot take on Aaron Rodgers. Let him go. What, what do you have? Whatever you should do salary wise, whether it's cut him, trade him. If you don't want him, let him go, please. Because I'm a Texans fan. I would love to see him on the Houston Texans. Because <laughs> I guarantee you, he makes any team better, maybe other than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they're, I mean, I don't know what A Rod's thinking or what's going on in that, you know, GM's mind or behind closed doors. But if you're Aaron Rodgers and you're the best QB in the league and you win MVP, you know, him and Mahomes, you can flip a coin with them and Tom Brady, right? They see Tommy Boy just wheel into to Tampa Bay, just looking good, living the Brady life on his yachts. And he goes in there. He's like, I want Gronk. I want Antonio Brown. I want this guy. Oh, and by the way, halfway through the season, our defense is going to get good. We'll probably win. We'll probably win a Super Bowl. And then they're parading on the boats. And A-Rod's just like, why can't I get this? I want this. And he's like, I'm better than him. And they, and they won't do it. He, he's just throwing a little bit of hissy fit, I think. But Aaron Rodgers, like, you got to do whatever you can to keep Aaron Rodgers. I, I got I to say, I think the reason why is strictly the salary cap era and him making the most in the league. Now, listen, if you look at the top nine to ten paid quarterbacks, you don't see Tom Brady on that list. Yeah, they, He's always been the guy that takes the pay cuts. He takes a little bit less. He's also married to Giselle Bundchen. That's not bad. That, that helps. That's what you're into. She makes a lot more money than he does. I love it. So Aaron Rodgers is not married. To Giselle Bunchen. So he's like, hey, I'm the best quarterback in the league. I want to get paid that way. I like it. So to me, I think that's kind of the problem right there. They said, no, we're paying you the most in the league. We can't go out and sign these free agents. So they go draft defensive player, defensive player, maybe an offensive lineman. But they're like, hey, you have Devontae Adams. You have Aaron Jones. The only guys you need. Go out and win this games. Go win us an MVP. Bobby Tunyon. I love Bob, Rob Tunyon. Bob Tunyon doesn't score 12 touchdowns with anyone except Aaron Rodgers. It's just to be clear. He's making Bob Tunyon. Does Tim Tebow score a touchdown this year? Tim Tebow. Is t- I thought we were talking about quarterbacks. Sorry. Timmy oh, Tebow that's right. we, rolling oh, yeah, that's a tight right. end. He's not a tight end. He's him tight and, end now. Him and, ty- him and uh, Taysom Hill are doing the old uh, fake quarterback slash do everything. We'll see what happens with the I mean, hey, Tebow's a legend down in Jacksonville. They're giving him opportunities. Famous. Gators. He's kind of he was the man for a long time. Yeah, he was, he's with Urban Meyer. He's back with him. Right. I mean, it's, that's big. It's huge. But I'd um, love to see him make the team. If you're Trevor Lawrence, do you like it? I guess it depends who the other tight ends are. I would like to see Tim Tebow at practice against these young tight ends that are coming up. Like, here's the thing: if Tim Tebow can play, the NFL isn't in for you know you know cute mushy stories. 
It's the NFL. They don't give a shit. Yeah. If you don't have it, thanks for coming out. Good night, Jim Kite. No yeah, chance. I agree. I think I think if if he's on the roster, it's not because of you know Tebow mania. It's not trying to get jerseys no. sold. It's because they they think he gives Justin Lawrence a better opportunity to have another leader out there as a young rookie. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. What's that? You said Justin Lawrence. Just correcting you. You're oh, Justin Lawrence it. is my old lineman. Sorry about that. <laughs> shout out, we're Jay Law. We're, <laughs> shout out, Jay Law. So Trevor right. Lawrence gives him another uh, opportunity to have somebody out there that that I love a tight end that knows how to play quarterback. I love a, a slot receiver that knows how to play quarterback in the sense that they know how to read a defense. That I love that because as soon as I, if if I needed them to see cover two, if I needed them to see man, when a motion happens, I need to see if a linebacker's tracking to them. That's huge. That's what a quarterback loves. So hey, I guess I guarantee you, Tim Tebow can do that. Okay, I got one more QB question for you. Sure, shoot. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. He's having the season? This year. Yeah, he's I the think, guy? Be, I, I, okay, I think you're not going to get the – he's not the number one pick. What was he, 12 or 15 yeah, or something late, like that? Late, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in the best situation because guess what? Bill Belichick's not going to put him in a situation that he's not ready for. He's going to make him hand the ball off. He's going to make him do play action, throw four yards to a tight end, throw a five-yard slant, and he's going to make him look successful. Just sorry, Trevor Lawrence, again. Trevor Lawrence has the weight of Jacksonville on his shoulders. Hey, we spent everything to get you. We're here. We're number one. You're our guy. I do think he has a swagger of like the next Joe Montana wearing the fur coat on the sideline. I love it. I think he can be that kind of guy. But I think Mac Jones, um, the type of system they're going to run, I think he's in the best position to go out and win. So he's also in the best position to win? Because he's not starting. Cam. You think Cam? Yeah, Cam's starting. It's Cam. Cam threw Cam. nine touchdowns and 10 interceptions last Cam year. Cam is going to start, and then we'll see what happens after that. Remember when you asked the quarterback? Because I, I know. How are we so doing for time Cam, here, brother? Cam is going to be uh, a package quarterback next year. All right. I don't want it. I love Cam. I wish uh, his shoulder injury didn't happen because that derailed his entire career and the foot injury, but it's 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 not looking good. Hey. This was a uh, this was awesome, and I don't want to cut us off here because oh, I'm man. actually Dude. having a great time. That was super fun. I was a bit nervous for our first show. I just want to deadly. Keep, let's just keep going for the next two weeks. We'll see you next two weeks. We'll do it again. But I don't want to. I don't want to be. I don't want to brag. Like I don't like doing that stuff. But we got a tea time, boy. Did you set it up? We got a tea time. We got to tee it up. So okay. Thank you for everyone for listening, Mark McMorris. That was amazing, buddy. I had a great time. Two more weeks, we're gonna do it again. Let's do it. Let's, go get, let's go get dressed for it. Everybody, we appreciate y'all. Uh, Uninterrupted Canada, DraftKings, thank you, Mark Morris. Thank you so much. Um, but guys, it's time. We'll see you in two weeks. At Benny Heaves, at Bo Levi Mitchell, Benny and Bo Show, we're out. You've been listening to The Benny and Bo Show, a presentation of Uninterrupted Canada.